0: Hello and welcome to the Independent Mums Handbook podcast. I'm your host, Laura Carey. This podcast series interviews mothers and discusses their experiences of motherhood. Each week, we'll interview a different woman and hear her story. We'll hear from my mum, new mums, thinking about your mums, nearly their mums, and seasoned mums. This week, we have Joty. Jotie, would you like to tell us a bit about yourself?
1: Uh, Hello, I'm a new mum due to give birth in six weeks, scary times, oh my god. Um, I'm 30 years old, I just turned 30 in August, Um, my first baby, nervous, but I'm looking forward to it, Um, it's going to be a real challenge but we'll see where that takes us and yeah, I just hope for the best. Thank you. Um, so what's your relationship today? Single, married? I won't tell you the story because it's very long. Um, but yeah, we've been together for three years um, and we just thought this was the right time for us to have a baby.
0: Perfect. Thank you. So tell me a bit about Jyoti before you became pregnant. What were you like? What were your interests?
1: And it was nice because not only did we kind of get to know each other more at that point, but we also liked meeting new people as well, which I thought was quite nice. Because when you're young, that's what you want to do. You're married. You want to go out with your husband or your partner and you want to socialise. You want to meet more people. You want to sort of network out there and, and see what there is. And, and that's what we were doing. So I don't think I was fairly that that, that much different, apart from the fact that I've now stopped drinking because obviously mm. I'm pregnant. Um, but I haven't been in, impartial to like, an odd sip of wine. So. <laughs> what were
0: you working as before you fell pregnant?
1: So I was working in HR, in construction. I was there for about a year and a half. They were making people redundant and I was part of that redundancy structure. So they removed my role from the organisation. And whilst I was going through that, I found out in March that I was pregnant. Um, I was four weeks pregnant, I found out. And then I found out Few months later that I was going to be made redundant so I had to reapply for my role I had to re-interview um they obviously felt I wasn't good enough because I didn't pass the interview my main concern was oh my god I'm I've just found out I'm pregnant I'm being made redundant I'm not going to be eligible for maternity if I start a new job with a new company and luckily in July I interviewed for A HR advisory role within another construction company. Mm -hmm. They didn't, yeah, they they were a bit like, oh my god, but they were also happy for me. And I think with this particular company, it's because they're fairly new to the UK market in the construction industry. They want to be an employer of choice. Mm -hmm. I think as well as that, they are really, really lovely people, and so they've said to me that they're going to support me and things like that. So, which is quite nice. So they Mm. don't want to want the company to have a bad name by being taken to a tribunal. So they're trying to be like really family friendly. Um and I think I am really, really lucky because not only have they treated me with so much respect, but they actually are really they're so emotive in the sense that they they're really empathetic and they understand. Mm. And they said, look, it's one of these things, it happens. But (laughs) I said that I found out I was pregnant in July.
0: (laughs) (laughs) When you started showing. (laughs)
1: Yeah, (laughs) so I started showing around August, September, Mm. because I'm quite petite anyway, I'm quite, I'm quite small, um. so I was just wearing loose clothing, Mm. I was wearing loose tops, loose trousers, and then I was like okay no I've got to a point where I was like okay no I'm, I'm really showing now I need to tell them because every day I was going into work and I could feel people looking at my stomach and mm. you know when you feel that sense of paranoia I just thought you know what this isn't good it's not good for me and it's not good it's not good for the baby mm. because I was stressing myself out so I was like I have to say something so I told them and they were like oh my god we we couldn't even tell but I don't know if they were being genuine about it or whether they were actually telling the truth and they couldn't actually see that I was showing. Mm. But I knew myself that, okay, if I can see it, other people can see it as well. Yeah. Um, but looking back at it now, I was actually quite small. So maybe I was just being paranoid. I don't know. But then when I told my work colleague, he said to me, "Oh, and he's gay, so mm. he's like really, really feminine." So he was like, "Oh yeah, honey, I know." He was like, "You were in this beautiful dress the other day, and I saw a little bit of a bump, but I didn't want to say anything. I, I was, wa- I waited for you to tell me. And I was like, and then in my head, I was like, okay, if you knew, everybody else knew.'"
0: Yeah, because he probably liked to talk.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he does. He's a bit of a gossip queen at work. Yeah, <laughs> Um, but no, they've been really understanding to this point, and obviously, I've been scared about the fact that. Um, I haven't been employed for 26 weeks. I'm not mm. eligible for maternity leave. So I'm going to go on maternity leave that's unpaid. But obviously I can get maternity allowance, which is a little bit less than maternity pay. Mm. It's not, it's, it is not. It is pretense, but at least it's something. But I get to keep my job as well. So they obviously could have got rid of me by bringing my probationary period forward mm. and failing me on on a number of things that would have made sense to them, but not to me. Mm. um but i had a meeting actually just this week with my manager who said we're not going to get rid of you you're not going anywhere you're a bit of a nutter she was like we absolutely love you and oh. you are like family and you know she was like um if i'm doing your probation if i'm bringing your probationary period forward and doing an annual review then you should know that we're not going to get rid of you yeah so that just gave me um, a little bit of confidence and a little bit of reassurance as well that regardless of if I take six months maternity leave or a year that I'll still I will have a job to go back to Mm. so yeah so it was was good to to hear that from her which is quite nice
0: yeah it sounds sounds like quite stressful in the first few
1: it was honestly Laura it was so stressful I cannot tell you just so stressful I was like oh my god what am I going to do I've got no job I'm pregnant I've got bills to pay how am I going to cope and all, you start thinking all of these things and then you start overthinking. And then, I don't know, I, I guess everything works out in the end.
0: Yeah. What did Hubby say about the situation?
1: So he was, he was like, well, he's working. Um, he can afford to pay all the bills. Mm. It's really not that much of a big deal. But for me, it was a very big deal because my mum and dad have always brought me up to work for yourself. Mm-hmm. Depend on yourself, don't ever depend on others for anything. And I don't like to be a financial burden upon anybody. Mm. I've never not worked. I've worked from sixteen years old whilst I've been studying. I was working two jobs when I was at university. And I can't just not work. I don't like to pe I don't like to rely on other people to pay for my lifestyle mm. because then you kind of sort of feel indebted. And my husband was like, but I'm your husband. I will support you I was like and I love the fact that you are able to Mm. but I want to be able to support myself and my family too and not rely on you so he was quite understanding about that but then he was also telling me that I was being melodramatic at the same time and everything happens for a reason and he was like you're such a little drama queen and I was like well yeah you married me so (laughs) you must love it yeah yeah Oh. oh god but yeah it's stressful times but I think I'm getting there
0: yeah are you gonna take off the full maternity leave how's that gonna go
1: so which could potentially change in that I want to return to work after six months because when you're on maternity leave and it's unpaid and then you're getting maternity allowance in comparison to paid maternity it's really nothing so I think it works out to be around 64 pounds a week Mm -hmm. whereas paid maternity is about £94 a week but again mm. it depends on whether the organisation um, pay full pay, half pay or if it's only statutory. With this company they actually only pay statutory and okay. not um, not uh, full company pay which is fine so I've agreed with them that for now we'll say that I want to return to work after six months but they said to me to keep that open because they've said. Things could change, mm. and and I, I said I'm I'm happy to accept that. But again, I've never not worked. You know, I'm happy to sort out childcare so that I can return to work because I don't obviously looking after a baby is is a full time job itself, and I, I'm aware of that. But I'm lucky in the sense that I've got that support network around me who can and will be able to look after my baby once I return to work or once I decide to return to work after six months. Mm-hmm. But I'm giving myself that leeway of also taking a year out as well, knowing that my job is safe. So the six months for me was, I I put that in my head because I thought, okay, if I'm off for more than six months, the company will hire somebody as a temp in my role, get to know them and then offer them a a permanent contract Mm. again, which would be my role. And then the year I put, again, I put in my head was, Okay, I've got that leeway where I can obviously pass my probationary period and which means that they would have to keep me on. So I've kind of given myself both options, but I'm keeping it open and I'm seeing how it goes. But, yeah, I think the most I would probably have off is nine months Mm. and then go back to work after nine months.
0: So you said about your support network. So who would look after baby when he's.
1: he's Um, So that would be my husband's mom, my (laughs) mother-in-law, my dad.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: and then I've got my sister as well so yeah and they've all said to me if you want to go back to work we're happy to look after the baby plus my husband's mum only literally lives two minutes down the road from me
0: is she retired or does she work as well
1: uh, She stopped working at the moment because she's got um she's got an arm injury mm-hmm. so she's not working so she said if you want me to look after the baby I can it's not it's not an issue so she's and she's available every day 24 7 mm so and it makes sense because she only lives up the road I can walk to her house drop the baby off and then go to work or she, she can come here it's gonna be fun yeah. it's gonna be well I hope so I'm not looking forward to the losing sleep aspect so mm. that's why like every weekend every Friday Saturday Sunday I say to my husband don't wake me up I'm having a lion." Mm. because I know when the baby comes I'm going to be waking up at four five six two three o'clock in the morning and uh, I, I don't know how I am going to cope with that so for now I'm, I'm trying to get as much sleep as I can.
0: Start <laughs> putting sleep in the bank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you said when baby's due?
1: December the 4th.
0: And yeah. what names have you got for him?
1: So I've got the only name I've got at the moment is Kian so mm-hmm. it's K-I-Y-A-N. Yeah. But in my culture we do names by taking into consideration the month the date the day the time and the season that the baby's born Mm -hmm. so we get an astrologer to align all of those things and then they come up with an initial Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if I want to do that because it's such an old school of of coming up with a baby's name and that if I'm not happy with the initial I might not happy be happy with the names that are in under that initial Mm. but I've been told my mother-in-law said to me that if I go with the option and I find out what the initial is and I'm not happy with it then I have to follow through with the process so I'm thinking maybe I should just name the baby what I want to name the baby and not do that process but then I don't want to kind of stem away from following the roots of my culture because we've we've all done that Mm. in my family I'm not sure but Kian is a name that my husband and I we absolutely love and if we do go with the astrologist thing then we'll just call kian as a nickname
0: yeah i was going to say could the chosen name be not kian the other name be a middle name or does it have to be his first name
1: no no, it has to be his first name that's the thing and when you do find names like like the initial they they have some old school names and you just think oh i don't know if that would be acceptable in 2021 because Mm. everything is so centralized in the sense where you've got social media you've got people children school young young school children being bullied over their names Mm. and so my husband and I were like oh what about an Indian fusion name so something not too difficult to pronounce which would be quite nice Mm -hmm. and something that he wouldn't be picked on at school
2: which I think
1: which I think is true because you know you got children go to school they get bullied for everything we were just trying to avoid those things as much as we could but even if he does go to school, I guess we can just say, yeah, his nickname's Kian.
0: Yeah, because on the register, they say your name and then they always ask if you have a pet oh, name.
1: Oh, no, you frozen, Laura.
0: It's OK, I can still hear you. Can you hear me? Oh, gosh. Yeah, it's your internet.
2: If you get kicked out, just come back in again. okay we're back hello
0: hello um yeah my internet's as shocking as yours it'll kick me out <laughs> and then you back in again
1: i'm glad i'm not the only one <laughs>
0: um yeah we were talking about baby names um yeah and then getting bullied in school
1: yeah
0: so um i have to ask were you bullied in school for your name
1: no people just mispronounce my name which is really irritating so people, and they still do it to this point, even my work people mispronounce my name. So mm. my name is Jyoti, right? Yeah. But they mispronounce it and say Jyoti, but my name is not spelled J-O-Y. And I just don't understand how people can not see. It's really yeah. annoying, but I'm kind of used to it. So I'm just like, you know what? It's fine. I've been called worse. You stick to Joyti if, if, that, if that's what makes <laughs> you happy. <laughs> I used to get called Dotty in school. Um, but not so much bullied over my name, no.
0: Mm, just, just an annoyance. What about hubby? Yeah.
1: What does? Can he say my name?
0: Oh no! Did did he? Oh. Does he like get bullied by his name?
1: No, no, not at all. No. His name is his name is Anoop, mm-hmm. so it's really simple to say Anoop. Yeah. Um, I've never heard anybody mispronounce his name. If I'm being honest, most of the time, um, if it's an English person mm. pronouncing his name, they will say Anoop.
0: Yeah,
1: but it's actually
0: a nope. Okay, but I would probably not, say a nope to be fair. Yeah,
1: yeah. So it's not it's not too much of a difference. But again, he's used to it as well because he was brought up in Romford, so he's a Romford boy, mm. so an Essex boy. So he's kind of used to it. Yeah. So I'm just like it's oh, fine. I'm not too bothered.
0: No, I'm sure there's worse things that people could do, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was just wondering where the um, thought the bullying would come from. I was wondered if it come
1: from. No, because no, because you know what? I was talking to my sister, and she's got three daughters, mm-hmm. and she was telling me how her her eldest daughter comes home from school and says to, and tells her so my sister she she'll say to her oh mommy this this girl in school today she was bullied because she was wearing the wrong pair of trainers or her hair wasn't tied up or uh, one of uh, i had a school girl say to one of my friends that her family's ugly and things like that so yeah and you just think wow these children are like five six years old oh wow yeah yeah so my my eldest niece she is six years old and then her sister my second niece middle one she is five and then Mm. the youngest one is she just turned one in uh, two in September Mm -hmm. and obviously the the two elder nieces they go to the same primary school so they will come home and they'll tell my mum all these stories and then obviously me and my sister talk Mm. so she tells me and she obviously guides me and advises me on things and I was like but these children are like they're, they're under 10 years old she yeah. was like, yeah, you, you'd think that they're not advanced, but children these days are so advanced, they will literally pick on you for anything. And I'm like, and that, and that shocked me, but it also scared me. Mm. Because I was like, I think I was speaking to my husband about it, and I was saying, imagine if we sent our child to school with a haircut that he liked, and nobody, none of his friends liked it at school, and he could be bullied over little things like that. Well, because he's not got a phone, or he's not wearing the right brand, Mm. Things like that. It's the world that we live in today, and, and it's something that you can't stop from happening. Can try to avoid it, mm. but there's only so much you can avoid.
0: Yeah, I suppose it's a it's a tricky situation because most people don't want to bring their child up to be materialistic. You don't want to feed into that, but then you don't want them uh, to get bullied at the same time.
1: Exactly. So how much how much of it can you stop? To what extent would you would you go to stop that from happening to your child?
0: Are you asking Before. me? <laughs> I'm,
1: no, no, I'm just saying in general, <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying in general, like there isn't mm. anything we can do about it. People will find the smallest, minuscule things to bully people over, which is really sad. Mm.
0: And especially so young at five. I mean Yeah. I was expecting 13 yeah. if I'm honest. And then when you said five, I was like, oh. Yeah,
1: no. Because my sister, she's in this um she's in this group for mums like a networking thing Mm. and she sent me some of the screenshots that uh, she'd been speaking to her mum about and the screenshots that she sent to me were quite horrific about one little girl saying to another little girl oh I don't like you because your family's really ugly and you don't wear the right shoes to school and things like that and I was like she's six who has taught her to say this yeah how does she know whether that's the wrong or the right thing to say I was I was quite shocked. I was really, really shocked.
0: I think, yeah, I think it comes from home because children are yeah. not born thinking like that. I don't think no, anyone. Anyway.
1: No, no, I I don't think so. But I think as a first time mum and as a first time parent in, in general, that's one of the things that I'm scared of. Because mm. no matter how much you try to mask your children from, from that type of behaviour, they will be exposed to it. Mm-hmm. And you don't want them to become the perpetrator, but you don't also want them to become the victim. Mm hmm. Which is, which is a shame because you're in then catch-22 situation.
0: How do you intend on trying to navigate that challenge?
1: I think for me, uh, I think bringing your child up from a very young age and making them understand right from wrong mm-hmm. and explaining to them that that type of behaviour, for example, bullying is not acceptable. Mm. Um, and I think as, as long as you explain that to them and they're able to understand then I think that should be okay for me. But again, I, I don't know because it's not it's not a challenge that I've come across yet. So I, it's, I think it, it's difficult for me to kind of um, preempt what I would do. Mm. Um, I think I'd have to be in that situation first.
0: Yeah. And it, yeah, it is a challenge.
1: Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's a definite challenge. But yeah, I guess I'll have to see what happens once or if I am in that situation
0: yeah fingers crossed that you don't across that
1: exactly yeah never say never though right
0: Mm. yeah I'm thinking I've got one daughter no she didn't really come across that until at least year five which is what nine, nine eight
1: nine
0: yeah 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 so it seemed to be happening a lot earlier
1: yeah, well, I think these days we're in such an advanced world. Where mm. We've got social media, we've got technology, we've got children who are five, six years old, but they're acting like eighteen-year-olds. Everyone, everything, and everyone is so far advanced. Mm. So it actually, it doesn't, it doesn't really surprise me what my sister was telling me. It doesn't surprise me at all.
0: So let's jump back. Um, let's talk about when you found out you're pregnant, because I want to know. Like,
1: so it was, it was kind of planned and it kind of wasn't. Mm -hmm. Um, I was going through a difficult period in my life. Uh, My mum passed away this year in February. Sorry to hear Uh, that. Thank you. And uh, my husband and I, we said that we should have a baby because it would be a good distraction, but also something else to kind of welcome into the family. Mm -hmm. So so we were trying and I found out uh, in March that I was pregnant. And as soon as I, f- the thing is, it's <laughs> really funny because well, it was funny to me because every time I didn't come on my time of the month, I would say to my husband, oh my God, I'm pregnant. Oh my God, I'm pregnant. Even if I was like one day late, I'd say to him, "I oh, no, I think I'm pregnant. And he'd be like, oh, for God's sake, Jyoti, no, you're not, you have been <laughs> dramatic, stop it. He was like, you, you know, he's heard that as you get older, periods become irregular, blah, blah. I was like, oh, I was like, did you GP? I was like, okay. <laughs> so so um, so again, it was one of those times, oh my God, I knew I think I'm pregnant. And he refused to believe me. And I was like, I'm telling you, something in my body is saying to me that I am pregnant. Mm. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to Sainsbury's and I'm going to get a test. And he was like, no, you're not going. I was like, well, whether you like it or not, I'm going. So we both went to Sainsbury's. Uh, got a pregnancy test I remember I was working from home um, and then I done a pregnancy test in the bathroom and it was positive positive. Mm. and I ran out into and this is in my mom's house and we ran out I, I ran out into the kitchen and I was like I knew and I was like yeah I was like oh my god I'm pregnant
2: and what
0: did you taste like
1: f-. it was like f off oh, like, no, I was like no I'm serious I think I'm pregnant he was like, you think? I was like, well, yeah, look at the test. And he said, no, we're pregnant. I was like, oh, my God. And then he started screaming. Mm. And then I called my two best friends, Nadia and Malika. They were the first two people I told. Yeah. And I didn't say anything for the next three months. Yeah. Because obviously the superstition is it's too early and things like that. So I, I didn't say anything. But I was in a, in a state of shock. I was happy, but I was shocked at the same time.
2: Mm.
1: And as soon as I found out I was pregnant, I knew I was having a boy. Okay. Every, everybody thought I was having a girl, but I was—I was like, no, I'm having i am having a boy. Everything in my body tells me I'm having a boy.
0: Did you want a boy, or you didn't mind?
1: Um, to be honest, I didn't really care as long as the baby that I have is happy and is healthy. So I—I I wasn't really bothered about the gender. But mm. I just knew, I just had such a strong feeling. I guess you can call it a maternal instinct. And
2: mm.
1: in that I knew that I was having a boy. Oh, that's yeah. lovely.
0: <laughs> so you said you were shocked. What, what was the shock coming from? What were you thinking about that?
1: I didn't think I'd get pregnant so quickly, if I'm being honest. Mm. <laughs> um, so I think that was the 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 state of shock for me. And also that I knew that my life was drastically going to change. Mm. Um in the sense that I wouldn't be able to go out as much I wouldn't have the freedom just to do anything that I want um have friends around have late nights sleep when I want wake up when I want to but I guess I was at that stage in my life where I was ready to move on and sort of experience something different and and bring another life into the world Mm. and I feel like it's a gift from my mum yeah And, and I'm happy to take that gift
0: that's a lovely story. <laughs> you said at the beginning, it was a long story about how you met Anoop. Yeah. You're going to have to share that with us, please.
1: Okay, <laughs> so basically, um, Anoop was with somebody, he was engaged to somebody for six years. hmm um, and his mom, my mother-in-law, absolutely hated her. She, and to be honest, I don't really like her. She was a horrible person. Mm-hmm. She, this, and she's like that. And I was like, oh, so go on, show me a picture of your son then. She showed me a picture, and I was like, oh, my God, he's really handsome. It's a shame he's taken. And then, um, and then that's it. And then, obviously, he was engaged. I didn't take it any further. We just mm. left it at that. And then, I think about a year or two later, she just, she just came back into my life again. That was Anoop's mom. Mm-hmm. She messaged me and she was like, oh my God, guess what? I was like, what? She was like, mom. She was like, the, the wedding's off. Anoop had broken off the wedding a week before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he he he'd, he'd call, he'd called off the wedding before. I had no influence on this by the way, because I'd never ever spoken to him up until his mom had told me that he's not with her anymore. and mm. um, So I wasn't the reason why he broke it off. <laughs> Year or two later, she just she just came back into my life again. That was Anoop's mom. Mm-hmm. She messaged me and she was like, "Oh my god, guess what?" I was like, "What?" She was like, oh. "She was like the, the wedding's off." Anoop had broken off the wedding a week before. Mm-hmm he okay. <laughs> He call, called off the wedding before I had no influence on this by the way because I'd never ever spoken to him up until his mom had told me that he's not with her anymore and mm. um, so I wasn't the reason why he broke it off <laughs> it's just that he said that he got this really strong feeling that if they had got married it would have ended up in divorce and he was like he didn't want that so mm. he said the right thing for him to do was to to, to call off the wedding
2: mm-hmm.
1: And then his mom contacted me. I remember this is about two o'clock in the morning. She was like, guess what? She was like, my, she was like, message him on Facebook. Go on, do it, do it. So I was like, do you know what? Fair enough. What have I got to lose? He's either interested or he's not. Mm-hmm. And at that, age, at that point, I was like, even my parents are trying to shit me off. So I might as well try to find somebody on my own accord as well. Mm-hmm. So then I messaged him on Facebook and at the same time, I was messaging his mom. I was like, no, he's not responded. I don't think he's interested. Mm-hmm. So then the next morning they went to look at kitchens. So then his mom said to him, Oh, I think you I think you've got a message on Facebook. Somebody, somebody's messaged you, check your Facebook. So then he was like, No, he was like, It's probably one of your freak, freak, freaky, weird mates that have messaged me. It was <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then his mom was like, Oh no, shut up, just check your Facebook. And then he checked his Facebook and then he started messaging me. Yeah. Um, and then that's how it kind of went on. We started messaging on Facebook. Um, and then uh, we started, we exchanged Snapchat. I don't know if you've had a Snapchat. I'm not that old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we started messaging on Snapchat and then that's it. And I think that same weekend we met at a Shisha bar. Mm. I was in my Converse, my hoodie and my t shirt, and tracksuit bottom, no makeup. And that's it. Oh. And he came up suited and booted, a nice shirt and jeans. He walked in with an umbrella, oh. a, long, a long brown coat. I remember it was hilarious. Um, and then it just, yeah, it just stand on front in.
0: Oh, that's lovely.
1: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, really long story. <laughs> But his mother-in-law loves to tell everybody she means. She's like, this is my daughter-in-law, she's the best, you know. Did I tell you how they met? And then she'll go on and I'm like, oh, God's sake, not again. <laughs> not again. <laughs> it's,
0: it's really special, though, to have that relationship with mother-in-law because not everyone has that. Usually they're dragons. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, no. Do you know what? I must say, as mad as she is and as crazy as she drives me, I'm actually really lucky that I have a mother-in-law like her. Because mm. I have heard some atrocious stories about Indian women especially being mistreated mm. by by their mother-in-laws. So I'm I'm really glad that I, my mother-in-law is not like that.
0: She seems really lovely.
1: She's 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 a little bit crazy and a little bit loud, but yeah, she's she's lovely. She has a good intention.
0: Mm. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so we've met Anoop. Yeah. You're now pregnant. So yeah, what's what's next for you guys? So baby comes in December. Are you all ready for baby?
1: Yeah, so as soon as I found out I was pregnant, and this is people say this is really bad, but I didn't I didn't see any bad in this. I went baby shopping as soon as I found out. Mm. So I bought everything. So by the time I was in my fourth month, so let's say around July, I had everything. Nappies, clothes, baby bottles, pseudo cream baby shower, baby shampoo, baby powder, baby grows, <laughs> everything, I have everything, baby cot, everything.
0: Is it all up, the nursery done?
1: It's, it's all up, yeah, 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 I just, the only thing I'm slacking on actually, which is really bad because I could potentially give birth anytime soon, is my Ooh. hospital bag. Okay. I haven't done that I need to well the stuff's in there but I just need to put it properly and make sure I've got everything but that's the only thing that I need to do and get maybe a few more nappies but that's it and I bulk bulk bought everything as well Mm. because I thought it just works out a little bit more cheaper plus if I don't have a job then I'm not going to have to again rely on my husband because he'll have the bills to pay he'll have this to pay so I was trying to in that in that sense I was trying to kind of get everything that I needed to plus a little bit extra on top so that mm. my husband didn't need to stress if I wasn't working
0: yeah have you been saving money so that you've got a little bit of spending oh, money no, or again. oh no
1: oh no no you're back
0: oh have you um have you put money aside to spend yes. during the turning?
1: yeah yeah I've got money yeah I've got savings which I'll ha- I have just in case
0: So you all you're literally thought of everything.
1: Yeah. Um sorry, I'm getting out of breath just talking.
0: That's all right. Do you want to get a drink or something?
1: No, good, thank you.
0: (laughs) So so how do you see your life changing once baby gets here?
1: Oh my god. So I'm a bit of, I'll be honest with you, I'm a bit of a clean freak. Mm -hmm. And that's the only thing that freaks me out. I am very OCD in the way that I clean, the way that I clean my house. Um I'm very particular and my sister and other people who know me have said to me that is not going to work you cannot be a clean freak and have a baby it's just not going to work babies poo everywhere they're sick they're sick everywhere they will draw on your walls they will muck up everything and they were like you kind of need to teach yourself before the baby's here to let it go Mm. um so I'm trying to kind of become a little bit relaxed in the sense where when the baby is here, I kind of just, I'm not uptight about cleaning. I think that's mm-hmm. the only thing that kind of will, will change for me. And obviously not being able to kind of dump the baby on somebody and I'm just like, yeah, let's go down the pub or let's go down the bar. Mm. I'll have responsibilities in a sense, but I guess it's time for me to grow up.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: and I suppose those changes will like they'll take time to come in because once you have yeah. baby although I suppose in the back of your head you might be thinking oh this house is a mess I want it tidied up you'll have yeah. in front of your face you know baby that need are taking care of so naturally yeah. I think it
1: yeah. will yeah wow. I think that's that's the that's the one thing that I, I know I'm going to struggle with because I'm constantly cleaning I'm mm. I'm just constantly cleaning and I think when my mum passed away I so I, When my mum was here, I was a bit of a clean freak. But Mm. then when everything was happening with my mum, I was doing it even more so. And again, I was using that as a tool of distraction. Mm -hmm. Um, It was, for me, a a coping mechanism. And I Mm -hmm. don't know how to, because I got so embroiled into a routine of cleaning, I kind of have to blame myself in the sense that I don't know how to let that go. Mm-hmm. because I've got I've become so attached to the fact that cleaning makes me feel a certain way mm-hmm. and yeah I guess just for me it was just a, a really big distraction so yeah I think it'll be a test when the baby is here. Do
0: you think it's a distraction or something that you can control so you had that um, bit of control over that?
1: I think it was a bit of both I think it was to be able to feel in real control um but also as 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 a genuine distraction from what was happening in my life at that point. So yeah and I, I I feel like if I do let go of that distraction, not only will I lose my coping coping mechanism, but I'll kind of um be taken back to the place where I was when everything was happening with my mum. And I don't think I'm ready to kind of in a way accept. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. But yeah so for me I think i just I use it as a It's a coping mechanism for now.
0: So have you got anything that you can swap that for when baby gets here?
1: I think so, but I'm not sure. Mm. I guess I'll have to see when the baby's here. I I can't say right now, to be honest.
0: We'll have to keep an eye on that. I know. We'll have to keep an eye on that.
1: I know. People do say I'm actually out of control, like my dad says, and you are out of control. Because I tidy things that don't need to be tidied. And even if I see a piece of dirt on the floor, I cannot walk away from it because Mm. it it, I know this sounds really sad but it it upsets me in the sense where I feel like why I'll say to myself in my head why have you left that there you knew it was there you saw it but you walked away from it yeah I know it's, it's it's really freaky but that's how my mind actually now operates before it wasn't as bad (laughs) Mm. but now it is it's got even I've acknowledged that it's actually a little bit out of control so I'm hoping that when the baby is here I'll kind of be a little bit more relaxed Mm. Um, and that's what my husband's hoping as well he's hoping that I'll become a little bit relaxed and that these things do happen Mm -hmm. but also that I haven't been brought up to kind of live in that way
0: in that way as exceptionally clean or in that way as in
1: dirt a bit of both okay yeah
0: but I'm just thinking that when baby does come Mm. it's either going to be the straw that breaks the camel's back or you'll have to divert your attention somewhere else but you don't want to come become too obsessed because then it's going to take away enjoyment from baby right
1: yeah and this is the thing and this is why I'm trying to kind of at the moment not. I don't want to say not be bothered, but just be a little bit more lax about Mm. leaving dirty dishes in the sink and leaving a towel on the floor or leaving a piece of dirt on the floor or walking away from like some strands of hair on the carpet. I'm trying to like train myself so that when the baby is here and that when there is a big fat mess, I'm not too bothered by it because I would have kind of trained my brain. To think you know, that it's acceptable.
2: Do you know
0: what else might help mm. if you had like a chore cleaning checklist?
1: Yeah, so every Sunday we'll, we'll do like a really nice deep clean and it makes you feel nice. I sound a bit of an OCD freak, I know, I know,
0: but it's fine though because these stuff are acceptable. Like finding hair on the floor, you know, most people would pick it up, maybe, maybe not.
1: I don't know, I don't know. But I, don't know I don't know, I've been to some people's houses and I can see hair. And I think I'm sure you've seen that big ball of hair, but you just probably haven't bothered to pick it up.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Mm.
1: Oh god.
2: Yeah.
0: I'm not gonna be visiting that house. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh. How was it received? Like you come into someone's house and said, like you're not living like this. Were they were they happy at first or
1: no? Do you know what? They weren't unhappy, but they weren't happy either. They were a little bit more shocked because mm. I was so open about the whole hygienic thing. I was trying to, I was almost sort of teaching them a life lesson, if mm. you like, and ex- trying to explain to them, you know, when you clean up after yourself or you clean up after other people and you live in a nice, clean environment, that automatically has such a positive thinking. Mm. You, f- you feel positive. You feel good about yourself. You feel good about your house and you take pride in, in what you have. Mm. And it's also about not taking granted for what you have. Yeah. And if you've worked so hard for something, you're not going to treat it like crap, are you? And I think for me, that was the biggest thing because his mum, she spent about 100 grand on her kitchen. Mm. And she's a single mum. Mm-hmm. She's a widow. She was working seven days a week, four jobs, to get that kitchen done. And for me, to to see her children abuse that it really upset me because I've not come from a family like that Mm. my family yes we're wealthy but they've also taught me the value of money and they've also taught me that if you've not worked hard for something don't abuse it Mm. it's not nice and so I kind of wanted to to see them I wanted to show them that you've not worked hard for this so you're not in that position to abuse it your Mm. mum has worked hard for it She's on her own and she's built a really good life for you and that's including a 100 grand kitchen. So it's not acceptable for you to leave your dishes on the table and crumbs everywhere and open packets of food so you can get mice and rats in your house. Mm. It's, it's just, for me, I just, yeah. And I wanted to sh- teach them something and I'm glad that they acknowledged it and they accepted it. Yeah. We said on something right, I guess.
0: You did. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, they've learnt from it. They've obviously... Yeah it must have helped them in some way. Yeah
1: no, it has because even when I go to like see them of an evening I see no dishes in the sink. Mm. I don't see dirt on the floor. I see a nice clean shiny kitchen and I'm like oh that's nice.
0: Do you phone them before you come in?
1: No. (laughs) No, Yeah I just I just turned up and they're like oh I didn't see you here I didn't realize you were coming here tonight I was like why what you what are you hiding (laughs) and it was just today actually my mother-in-law said to me she's like oh my god I miss you so much I miss you coming to the house I miss you being at home I was like why because I was the only one that was cleaning your house (laughs) she was like no don't be silly I was like shut up I was like that's partly the reason
0: (laughs) oh I love her no it's nice though that they all show appreciation Yeah.
1: yeah yeah Yeah, I think they started to do it because they also knew that I was getting sicker and tired of cleaning up after them as well. Mm. Because when you, again, when you are a little bit OCD and when you do have that cleaning thing inside you, you can't stand to see a bit of mess. So I, mm. I literally was, the dishes that I was seeing, I was cleaning up. I, I didn't kick up a fuss or anything. Anything that was left out, I would tidy up basically I was tidying up as they went along mm. because I knew that if I'd just left it there it would affect me
2: mm.
1: and I didn't want well, I didn't want it to get to that stage so anytime I was seeing dirty dishes in the sink I'd wash them if I was seeing crumbs on the floor I'd broom it if I was seeing open packets of food I'd either chuck it in the bin or put it in a wrapper or something and put Ooh. it away I know it's I bet really- they loved you they did. They really, really did. they did. You know when people say, Oh, don't worry, don't, don't do it. Oh no, I'll do it. And you're like, oh no, 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 I'll do it. I'm here now. And they say, Oh, all right then. Mm. And then it was my husband who was like, No, you've got to stop because they're relying on you and you can't you can't do that because then in the end you will get upset. And I was like, I will get upset, but it's also not helping me that I've just left something there. It's mm. I don't want it to affect me. So that's that's the main reason why I was doing it.
0: Yeah. Interesting.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm going to have you come stay around here.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not for free. <laughs> I'll
0: look after the baby.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, that's not the point.
0: <laughs> um, okay. So, talking about that, how, so that's like kind of the relationship with the in laws. Yeah. Do you see the relationship with your friends changed? How did that, how's that been affected since you've become pregnant?
1: Do you know what? It hasn't changed at all and I'm happy about that Mm. I think my friends are happy they're excited yeah to be aunties and uncles and I don't see my friendships changing at all because we've known each other since we've been 13 yeah and our relationship's not changed if anything I think it's probably brought us closer in what way because they were obviously there for me when my mum passed away. Mm-hmm. And they've seen me go through the highs and the lows. So I think for me, they kind of, they, they understand what I'm going through. So they've been that little bit more supportive, which mm. is amazing. Uh, and I'm, I I really, truly am blessed with the most amazing friends. Oh, and I, don't, I, I, I just don't see my relationship changing like this, in any way, shape or form.
0: What about your nights out? With the groups have you managed to navigate that situation
1: um so again i think it's part of having a good support network and see because i've got my mother-in-law i know that she'd be happy to look after the baby um but again my family comes first at the same time and mm. i think my friends are accepting of that and i think as long as you have friends who are able to understand that and who are able to go through it with you thick and thin then yeah I don't envisage my relationship changing if anything they've actually offered to look after the baby which is fantastic Mm. but people do say oh you don't want to leave your baby with with people you you kind of you get anxious about that and I'm like I don't know I can't say because I've I've not gone through it yet Mm. but it's just so nice when people just offer offer that to you
0: So it sounds good because a few of, like, not everyone has that support network. Sometimes you get pregnant, friends are gone.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I think we're very mature Mm. in that sense. But, yeah, like I said, I don't, that, yeah, I'm glad that hasn't happened to me. And I don't see that happening to any of us, actually.
0: And just bring you you guys closer to, like, the next stage.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's amazing. We'll grow old together.
0: (laughs) Oh, we'll all be in the same nursing home.
1: (laughs) I think we've covered everything.
0: We've talked about what you were doing before, baby. Um, When, you know, how you met hubby, which is a lovely story. (laughs) Being pregnant. Actually, one more thing. Hmm. So how, so the changes that you've gone through. Physically? Yeah.
1: Look at my face. It's really fat and chubby. I'm constantly eating. I am constantly going to the toilet for a wee. Mm. I, um, I'm just this big mess. And my baby brain is terrible. It is so bad.
0: Give us an example.
1: Oh, my God. Okay, so what did I do today at work? So I was I was scanning some documents into the system. And I didn't need that document to be scanned. Apparently, I left a paper jam in the scanning machine. I just walked off. I went back to my desk and my manager went to the machine and she was like, who's been scanning stuff on the, on the scanner, but didn't need it. And I, I was like, Oh no, not me. She was like, are you sure? I was like, yeah. She was like, Jyoti, is you? She was like, and you've left the documents in the scanner. I was like, Oh, was that me? She was (laughs) like, Oh God, baby brain again. I was like, yeah. And then the other day, I think on the Monday, I was talking to somebody from the accounts department on lunch on the Tuesday I saw him again in the canteen and then I said to him oh my god so and so how are you I haven't seen you in ages like where have you been and he said Joti are you okay I said yeah why he said you only saw me yesterday at lunchtime we were having the conversation about squid games I was like we were I so I don't remember <laughs> and everybody started cracking up they're like Joti you are just too much your baby brain is driving you mad That's it's funny. really really bad And then the other, I think about a couple of months ago, I was making tea. I left the milk out and I put the tea jar in the fridge.
0: At home or at work? At work. Oh, wow. Yeah,
1: yeah. (laughs) yeah, my baby brain is terrible. It's really bad. It's really bad.
0: Let's hope we get that back soon.
1: Oh, God, I hope so. I really hope so. Because if this is here to stay, I, I cannot cope. But it's only just... I think within the last two months I've got I've I've put on weight. Mm. I've my hunger has increased dramatically. So I get into work at eight o'clock, I start eating from eight mm. o'clock. And I don't stop eating until I get home. It's really bad. How
2: funny.
1: It's, it's honestly it's so bad. So in the morning I have a croissant and then about an hour later I'll have some fruit then about another hour later I have like corn sausages and then another hour later I'll get up and I'll go and get some biscuits and then a couple of hours later I'll have lunch and that's what I've brought from home and then I'll go back to my desk after lunch about quarter to quarter to three and then about quarter past three, 3.30 I'll have like some sweets or like some grapes or dried fruits or nuts. And then around five o'clock before I go home, I'll have like some squash with um, another packet of biscuits. Then I'll come home and then I'll have dinner.
0: You're like the hungry caterpillar.
1: Honestly, (laughs) it's really really bad. And people at work have noticed as well. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't know what you want me to do, I'm pregnant. I know that's not an excuse. Mm. I'm just constantly hungry, I just wanna eat all the time. But before, when I was like four or five months, I wasn't really showing. Um, so my hunger then wasn't that bad. But <clears> then people kept telling me, they, they said to me, oh, my God, you're so small. You're not even showing. Like, are you sure you're pregnant? And it kind of made me feel paranoid because then it made me think, oh, my God, the baby's not growing. Is there something wrong? Yeah. And I think for me throughout my whole pregnancy, If I would say to anybody, if I could say anything to a new mum, is to not listen to people when they say to you, oh, my God, you're too small. Mm. Because pregnancy comes in different shapes and sizes.
0: So do you think that is in the back of your... Maybe that's why you're eating more, because you want to look pregnant? Or that is why you started eating more?
1: that's not something that I thought of, but it could be. But no, it genuinely is because I'm really hungry and I just want to eat everything. Yeah, but it could be I, I don't know is that something that I genuinely haven't explored mm. psychologically maybe yeah
0: I do wonder as well and I'm yeah I'm not you know medically well I'm a psychologist but you know not yeah.
1: Like, <laughs> yeah
0: I wonder if it's anxiety as well that's making you eat and stress it me.
1: is do you know what it when a few months ago um again when I was like five between four and six months when people were saying to me oh you don't look pregnant you're really small and like, it, it genuinely was causing me so much anxiety mm. because I would look in the mirror I'd pull my top up I look in the mirror and be like shit my belly's not changed from last week it's still the same size yeah it's still the same shape why am I not growing why is the baby not growing and when I had my midwife appointment I was like people were saying to me you know you're too small and she said to me, don't listen to what other people say, because that, that will affect you. Mm. And I guess, it, I guess it did, because everybody that I was seeing, that's the, that's the one thing they used to say, and that was, oh my God, you're so small. You're really small to be six, seven months. Mm. So I guess it's only in the last couple of months where I've started to really show. Maybe that is because I'm eating a lot.
0: Maybe. But, yeah. And also, I mean, this is just superstition, but they say that bait boys are a bit more back than girls. Like girls show at the front, whereas boys sit more at the back. So that might I mean that might but be an lost now.
1: I mean, I I, I read really, I don't know. Mm, but. I don't know. But I'll be surprised if I have a big baby, you know, because I'm quite petite, I'm only five foot. Mm. And I'm I've been like a size six yeah. the whole of my life. And even when I do put a little bit of weight on my friends are like, shut up. You're an idiot Where have you put weight on from so I'd be surprised if the baby is kind of like six seven pounds eight pounds yeah. I'd be like wow was <laughs> oh, all that eating all those biscuits
0: <laughs> you gotta get him out yet
1: <laughs> yeah. oh god I yeah. can't cope with that oh jesus oh yeah
0: so about birthing um do you want how, how have you planned the birth so far.
1: Oh, so tomorrow I have my midwife appointment and that's actually what we're going to discuss. We're going to discuss my birthing plan.
0: Mm-hmm. Ideally
1: I'd like to have a water birth but my midwife was saying to me that there's certain categories uh, like there's certain criteria that you have to meet in order to be eligible for a birth water and I didn't think that was the case mm. but apparently it is um, so tomorrow I'll get to find out a little bit more in terms of if, if I can do the birth, uh, water birth. Um, I definitely don't want a home birth just in case mm-hmm. something does happen you're not going to have anybody who's medically trained mm-hmm. if I can't have the water birth then I'll just have the normal labour birth in the hospital um, with my husband um, but he's a bit sensitive
2: mm. I'll
1: tell you a funny story he is, he, him and his mum went to the dentist um, and he's that sensitive to like blood and people being in pain his mum was having his tooth taken out and she started bleeding a little bit and he stup- mm. he nearly fainted oh I love him so his mum had to get up out the chair and he had to sit down <laughs> <laughs> so I said to knew I was like you, you can't do that you go you're gonna have to train yourself to cope with this because if you pass out whilst I'm in labour I don't know what I'm gonna do yeah. So I've been sending him these, um, these videos um, from TikTok about men passing out when they're in the labour room. I was like, that is going to be you. Oh.
0: <laughs> is it just going to be him or is like mother-in-law going to be there as well?
1: No, I, I just want it to be him. If my mum was here, then I'd, I would have had my mum. Yeah.
2: Because
1: my mum was there for all of my sister's births. Mm. And I was there for all of my sister's births. But um, I said to my husband that I only want you and my sister. Okay. and I'm for- I'm forcing my sister into it because she doesn't want to do it and I said well mum's not here so mm. you've got no choice you've taken mum's place so you've got no choice yeah um, but I'm hoping that we don't have another lockdown because apparently there's going to be another lockdown um hope so I-, I hope not because I I don't know how I'm going to cope if I have to be in that labour room on my own mm. but yeah so we'll see what the midwife says tomorrow
0: yeah what about pain pain relief if you do you want that or
1: no, really just, just gas in Just gas I mean, I'd done gas in air with my sisters in labor. It was great. Yeah. It was, I loved it. Every I'd, 30 seconds, you just took a sip of it. It was lovely. I wanna, <laughs> did you um, take anything? Yeah. What did you take?
0: Um, the first one, epidural. It was a oh, dream. God.
1: It, it really? was lovely.
0: Yeah, me and dad laughing, joking, six o'clock. Oh, look, here's a baby. Brilliant. Like some kind of a television program. The second one, I couldn't have anything why um i think it was too late for me to oh, have an epidural okay. i think actually tell a lie they gave me pephidine but that didn't do anything
2: okay
0: um didn't do anything for the pain but i couldn't walk for a few days after oh my gosh
1: um, So, from your experience is childbirth bad like is it excruciatingly painful
0: um i mean it was 12 years ago, 13 years ago oh my god yeah is childbirth painful
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. You're not feeling me confidence. So. Oh. But it's,
0: it's worth it. And you forget about it after, honestly. I mean, what, 12 hours of pain and then you've got a baby. It's all right.
1: Yeah. Oh, God. And then the first <laughs> word the baby says is dad. And you think, yeah. oh, nice. I've you for nine months. You don't want to say mum, no? No.
0: Oh. <laughs> no, it's, it's lovely. Oh,
1: gosh.
0: And the sleepless nights are not so bad, actually. You think that. You? But I remember thinking when halves... Or like when he was a baby and he's waking in the night it's like at least he's alive because you do worry that because you have to train yeah, your brain to
1: exactly there's so much to to look forward to and there's so much to sort of factor in in terms of anxiety I think my anxiety levels are going to go through the roof because I'm such an overthinker no worrier to the in the sense that if something doesn't it doesn't go right i am like oh have they got this has he got that has he got Mm. this so yeah I guess it's just about training my brain
0: yeah I mean it's good to have an awareness of it all and
1: uh,
0: yeah yeah, you've got you've got a good support network you've got your sister doesn't live
1: far does she no 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 she lives like 15-20 minutes away which is fine I've also joined this um, group around uh, for um, Havering Barking and Dagenham it's called Havering NCT. don't Mm. know if you've heard of it um but they offer like um again it's like this networking um committee and you meet like first-time parents or second-time parents um and it's like a social event you take your children there Mm. um there's like fun fun activities for the children um and, and things like that which is which is quite nice and my husband and I have joined up to that as well so when the baby's here we can take the baby there to like the center and meet new people meet new families and meet young families as well who are going through the same experience so so yes yeah, so I think I'm looking forward to that aspect as well yeah so, yeah that should be good
0: I think you're right it's just about adjusting isn't it it's gonna be about this yeah. new life
1: yeah exactly and it doesn't have to be bad it's what you make of it right
0: mm no, I'm yeah. sure he'll be fine, and I'll come and see him.
1: Yes, you can. You can um, babysit. Yes, yeah.
0: he'll <laughs> love his auntie Laura. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
1: oh gosh. Your career. Mm. How do you think that's going
0: to be changed now that you've, because you're taking your maternity leave? How do you think that's going to affect your career being a mum?
1: I'd like to be a working mum,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but. I guess again I'm in that situation where I haven't had my baby so I can't really comment I, I, I am saying at the moment that I do want to return to work after six months and people are saying well you haven't had your baby yet so things might change things will definitely change you might not want to come back to work you might want to be a stay-at-home mom and I've categorically said I will not be a stay-at-home mom mm-hmm. because I have never not worked I haven't studied all my life just to be a stay-at-home mom mm-hmm. I want to be a career working mom. And I've just finished studying again as well. Um, I've just got my qualification in CIPD. um, Mm -hmm. And then I want to do another level, um, but I can only do that in April. So people are saying to me, oh, you know, you're saying you wanna do this, you wanna do that, but you've got a baby. And I'm like, well, if you want something so much, anything is possible. So I think as long as you find the balance, and I think that's what I need to find. And I think I will find that again because I've got a good support network around me. I yeah. will be able to, to balance my career being a mum as well as doing my own baking. Because I've got my own baking business as well. Okay. So um, so yeah, so if I can find a, a good balance between the three, I think I should be okay.
0: Tell us a bit about your baking business.
1: Um so With the first construction company that I was working for in 2019 um, I think that's when the pandemic hit us right 2019 Mm -hmm. I was placed on furlough for four months um, and I had absolutely nothing to do I was like I'm being paid to stay at home but that doesn't feel right I need to do something so then I started making bath bombs which Mm -hmm. didn't go down very well because that never worked so then I thought oh let me do a little bit of baking mm-hmm. so one Saturday night my husband and I we made an Oreo cake which was actually really really lovely um and then I think from then on I kind of got addicted to baking yeah I literally was after that weekend every single day Laura I kid you know I was baking something I was baking a cake I was baking a three-layer cake a two-layer cake I was baking cupcakes brownies cookies anything you can think of and I was feeding all my neighbours yeah and then one of my neighbours said to me oh my god Jody, you're actually really good you should start selling your cakes Mm. so then I thought you know what let me just try I don't know if I'm going to succeed but I haven't tried Mm. so let me just do it so I took a risk and I set up my own Instagram page got my brand for my baking business and then I started taking photos um of my cupcakes and stuff I did a couple of well no actually I did um a lot of free orders for people Mm. in order to get recognized into the baking industry Um, and then people started following me on instagram um and from then on it was just social media and word of mouth mm. um i mean i've only got 520 followers on instagram but to me that's quite a lot
0: it's more than i've got
1: <laughs> <laughs> to me that's 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 a really big thing for me um and yeah it just keeps growing um, and it's something that i really enjoy doing
0: okay so okay. what i'll do is we can put that link into the podcast as well
1: oh yeah that'd be great
2: yeah, so shall i tell you it that? now yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's at um, Minnie's Cake Factory. So it's M I N I E S, Cake Factory, on Instagram.
0: Um, well, thank you very much. No problem. Um, thank you. Really fun, actually. Thank you. Um, um, so looking back on this lovely journey of becoming a mum, well, nearly becoming a mum, is not here mm-hmm. quite yet. Um, is there anything you'd change? No. Oh, that's lovely.
1: No, no, I wouldn't. I'm a great believer in everything happens for a reason. Mm. Um, everything has happened for a reason. Um, outside of pregnancy, the only thing that I would change is I would want my mom here. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of pregnancy, no. There isn't anything that I change. I I like the attention that I'm getting. I'm not used to it. Mm. I still feel awkward around people saying to me, oh my god, you're pregnant. But it's nice. So for the last six weeks, I'll just be laughing up with the attention. Yeah. And just and just act so much drama because people won't say anything to me because I'm pregnant. Yeah. So I can get away with it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How have you got? you got two months left. So, yeah, no,
1: enjoy it. No. No? No. I've got one month left. One from month. From November. Yeah. From yeah. Monday, let's say. I've got four weeks.
0: Then you have to double. I
1: know. I know. I'm working on that. I'm working on that. Yeah, plus I need to decide on what my husband's going to get me as a push present because I was like, "This is, this. is I'm not doing this for free. Which well, is push no. present? So basically, <laughs> to be honest, it's just something that I saw on TikTok and I was like, oh, that's, that's quite a good idea, a good way of getting a, a present. It's basically women just – tell their partners what they want for pushing out the baby.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> i my fingers crossed for you.
1: So what yeah. do you want? I don't actually know, to be honest. I've got everything. Mm. I don't want anything. Um, yeah, maybe a nice designer bag or something.
0: Well, you sound like you're in a really good place at the moment, so that's lovely to yeah.
1: hear. <laughs> Thank you. I've got food that keeps me happy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. Um, What do you think other people can learn from your journey?
1: Um, Depends on whether they want to learn from my journey or not, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, I don't actually know if I'm being honest. Maybe about balance. Mm -hmm. Um, Anything is possible if you put your mind to it. Yeah. Um, And just be positive.
0: What would you tell other mums in your position?
1: Uh, make sure you've got a steady job (laughs) and make sure you've got a a good support network around you because I think um, sometimes pregnant women can become isolated because it then becomes about the baby not so much the woman carrying Mm -hmm. the baby because just today actually I was saying to my mother-in-law in 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 the Indian culture when it's your first when it's a woman's first pregnancy and they're having a boy um, the, the the pregnant woman almost become gets push, pushed aside mm-hmm. so it's not about the woman as much it's about you've got to protect the baby because the baby's a, a more so because the baby's a boy sort of thing because the boy mm-hmm. carries honor in the family and they're going to look after the mom and dad when they're older and things like that mm-hmm. um so I think yeah just make sure you've got a good support network and to to not feel isolated um, and do a lot of research as well into if you don't have a support network, do some research into where you can get that network around you because there's so many like uh, social committees, there's so many events, activities that are around for for women and, and, and pregnant women that actually you wouldn't see as much. It's something that you do have to do a lot of research into.
0: Brilliant. Okay, well, thank you so much, Joti. It has been a pleasure. And um, I'm sure that we can learn a lot from your journey.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Thank you for listening to Jotie's J- Journey. If you want to find out more about what we do at D- the D- independent Mums Hub, co.uk, I hope you enjoyed the journey with us. Remember to share with your friends. Keep well, Laura.